Welcome to Ahead in the Cloud, where business leaders share what they've learned on their cloud journey. I'm Chad Watt, researcher and writer with the Emphasis Knowledge Institute. Today, I am joined by Fumbi Chima, Chief Technology and Transformation Officer for BECU. BECU is a leader in the credit union movement. It has $341 billion in assets and more than 1.3 million members. It's one of the three largest independent credit unions in the nation. Fumbi joined the organization in 2022 to lead the 87-year-old institution into a digital banking future. BECU is in the early stages of a greenfield migration to cloud computing that aims to bring its internal systems up to the state of the art and deliver simple, seamless service for its members. Fumbi, welcome. Tell us about your background in banking and technology and what led to your current role. Chad, thank you so much, and it's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you this afternoon. You know, what led me to Credit Union, kind of one of those journey where, particularly with BECU, is really where I'd start from. The company is a purpose-led organization. I've worked with a lot of global organizations in the past that we fixed challenges or trying to solve difficult problems, but ultimately the purpose right? It's almost something that I've always found scratching my head around and saying, why, what am I doing and what impact am I going to be making? And so when I had the opportunity to join BECU, as you said, it's a credit union served by the purpose, for the purpose, for the members and community around providing financial help. At the core of my being and the core of my values, it resonated very much with me about how do I make a difference to the community, in this case, you know, Washington State, Oregon, South Carolina and providing financial health to our members. So that's really what the excitement of it is. And more importantly, to be able to bring technology at the forefront of its journey, that this transformation journey is about how do I make the, our members' experience better? How do I make our employees' life easier so that we can serve the members better? We always talk, say that at BECU, we have the secret source. We have a really intimate experience with our members. And my job is to use technology to even make it better and make it more exciting. So who wouldn't want to have that opportunity? I tell people, I probably in a lot of my careers, which is over 20, 25, 26, maybe 28 years, this is the best job I have ever had. I'm serving the purpose and I'm making an impact using technology. You know, uh, we're talking about this technology transformation and this modernization going a little bit off script here. Can you give me some kind of parameters? What is the scope of this? Where are the edges of your big white piece of paper there? It's the whole thing. And we literally, you know, so when I joined about, you know, coming on two years ago, the board had asked and said, well, we want to do a digital transformation. And at, f at first, we kind of looked at it as a member experience. So the front end, that's really the journey that they've been going through. And I looked back and said, okay, that's great. I can create an app. I can put an online banking experience. It's great. But the connectivity to making it seamless and integrating with fintechs and even with other technologies, it's really hard. And also I hear from our employee base, because the good thing about being a retailer is we get to visit stores. So I use that experience and say, I'm going to visit our NFCs, which is our retail centers. And I spoke to our employees and I said, so, you know, what's the experience of opening a bank account? And I actually went through it myself and it takes a long period of time. And um, I love those customer service assistance reps that we have, but they have to touch over, and I, you know, if I say it embarrassingly, about 40 or 50 different systems. It's ridiculous, right? And so you go, oh my God, but they do it so well with a smile on their face and you as the customer, I have no clue. And it's like, wow, this is amazing. So when I went through that experience, I was like, God, we've got to change a lot of things. And what I realized, we had a huge technology debt. 
And how we've architected our technology in the past, right? You know, 85-year-old company, it's point to point. You build everything together and you slug it together like I call it a spaghetti element. And now to decompose it, it's really, really complicated. So when I looked at the business case to say, do I modernize that tech stack? Or do I really then go start afresh and see what you can move through? It was more cost efficient to start afresh. So I look at my member experience. I look at my employee experience. I look at the combination across and the integration between the both. So, and really it ended up making sense that we absolutely just start afresh. So when you say, what are the parameters, the whole thing, we really are going to look at it from members all the way through to the employees and vice versa. And being able to, the vision that we have as an organization is I can start my transaction online, finish it up physically in 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 our, in our NFC, or I can start in the NFC and finish it off electronically through the website. And imagine that element, right? When we talk about our secret sauce, about serving our members, and you know, that's what we're known for, the employees themselves can do their job a lot easier, right? They don't have to touch so many touch points. So it's looking at the whole gamut and the journey really started with that strategy at hand. I mean, clearly it's not necessarily saying we're throwing the baby out of the bathwater because of course it's not like you're going to build a whole new house and throw away the other piece, but we're going to architect it in a way where we are creating, you know, a whole new environment, a whole new interoperable layer. We're creating a whole security as a platform, having a whole new data structure, and then building business value streams on top of it. And the ones that we started to build most recently that is using the modern technology, we can migrate it onto the new platform. And so we start going through that and the ones that we know we can't build, we can't migrate, then we build it. So it's a hybrid, but I think it's an easier hybrid than what most of my other colleagues in the industry would have to do because they truly have to like truly modernize. And I mean, building new and putting some old stuff in there, but majority all new stuff. Can you give me kind of a status update? What did you guys tackle first when you're taking the entire universe of BECU to modernize and to take it to cloud? What was the first thing? So we started many years ago just migrating some of our core platforms onto the cloud. So that's the co-location element that I did. So then made my job a lot easier to then determine what is going to be our approach. So our first approach was obviously defining what ambition is and then defining that strategy. And the approach is really about making sure that we build a proof of concept. So I think a lot of times we all say we want to do X, Y, Z. You know, what does Greenfield mean? And it's like, well, I don't know. I can't touch it. So we had a proof of concept. Just to prove the concept of, can I stand up my instance? Can I set up an interoperable layer? Can I set up a data lake very quickly? Can I set it up? Whereas before, it would have taken weeks, right? We built, we partnered with the consulting a system integrator with us to really kind of help us stand it up. And that took about 12 weeks. Post-strategy, by the way, let me just say. Post-strategy. Strategy took about six months, right? Because the journey to help move people to understand what does digital mean? We've now actually refreshed it to say it's not just a digital transformation. It's a whole transformation as a company because we've got to look at the system. You've got to look at the operating model and you've got to look at the ways of doing work, meeting our member needs. So we built that strategy holistically and then now took it out in chunks, you know, small bits so that we can show the proof. So after the strategy, we, we did a proof of concept. We've now built that out and we can modernize it. At the same time, we're starting to deploy innovative tools because because you don't want to wait to build the whole greenfield out before defining a strategy. So we're progressing very quickly. We're now using robotics process automation in some of our core processes, like in the mortgage area, we 
deployed, I think, about eight processes in, in different areas to help us look at that automation and, again, optimize some of our processes and make us more efficient. And those bots can now, once we stand up the new technology infrastructure, we can migrate that into it, right? We're building a whole new consumer lending platform, currently in the old world, but we've architected it enough that once it's all been built out on in the cloud, right, uh, we can then, you know, build that, redirect that platform onto the new instance, right? And the APIs are fairly versatile that you can point, you know, to old and new, and we've done a great work in architecting that. So we're beginning to move a lot of that, and then we now look at our operating model to say, can we take siloed business where you can build the end-to-end value stream on a new platform and then deploy it into the new capability. So that's the journey we're on at the moment, right? So we're now moving more into a platform-centric approach, right? We've had more platforms that we can start deploying, building it even currently in the old technology stack, which is still complicated, but architecting in a way that we can move it into the new platform when it's ready. And we're hoping that at least the first operationalizing the new platform will be sometime this year to be able to stand up the true infrastructure, the interoperable layer, the security, and start migrating those new platforms that we have built in the old one, moving it into there. You're not the CTO. You're the chief technology and transformation officer. Why is that significant to be the chief technology and transformation officer? Transformation is not just a technology project. That's part of the first you know, awareness and education that I had to do with the company when I joined is this is not a technology project. This is the way in which we need to operate organizationally. And so that's where the transformation comes in because transformation is about ensuring that not only do we change from being vertical to being horizontal across, the ways in which we work needs to also work. So there's an operating model that comes into it. And, you know, transformation is about operating model. It's about talent. It's about change management. It's about changing the dynamics of us as an organization to really be digitally first. So I'm doing both jobs, and that's why it's important to distinguish the technology and the transformation piece. Let's pretend for a moment here. I'm a teller in one of your national financial centers. I've been there for two decades. I can open a checking account. I know all 30, 40, 50 systems I needed to do, and I can do it with a smile on my face. You've just come in and told me I have to change the way I do my job. I'm not very happy about that. Help me with the transformation here. I think you will be happy about it, though, Chad, because I have to deal with all those different systems. And I'm saying to you, don't worry, Chad. You don't have to remember all those passwords. You don't have to remember all the different elements of access and which field you have to enter. You have one screen now that you just answer and you help have that dialogue with your new member that is about to join. You get to have a conversation with them. You get to know what their interests are. You put all of it in, you press submit, voila, and everything pre-populates into the various systems that you probably would have needed to interact with before. Whereas before it would have taken you, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Now it's taking you five minutes. And now you can have a conversation to really know what chat is all about, right? Because we're a member. It's a community-based organization. So I know how I can then figure out what other products can I offer? What's their interest? What's going on in their life? So I can be aware of it and put it into our CRM so that we can serve them better. I think it makes it a lot easier because I can actually really do what I'm paid to do rather than be a data capture and having to do it. Oh, and by the way, right now you may do it and you think the form is done. And then I have to call you and go, oh, I'm sorry, could you come back again? Because 
I forgot to get your information or no, and you can't give me your social security online because it's data protection, right? Or, oh, I, I didn't take the copy of your driver's license well. So yeah, God forbid you can't email it to us because again, it's data protected. You got to come back. Are you going to be really happy as a member and you're going to be frustrated as an employee? Can you tell us about your and BECU's posture toward financial technology organizations, fintechs. These are operating adjacent to your 80-year-old plus institution. They're doing some of the same things you do. Do you compete, collaborate, copy, ignore? I always say to people that fintechs, you got to love them. It's a cooperation, right? Cooperation. The elements of fintechs that we compete with, we will compete with, right? Because that's our core business. But there are also elements of it that I think makes us better. So those are what we need to look at, integrate with. And there may be some that we'll acquire and integrate to build into making us better so that we have that competitive edge. And I think that's the strategy that most people are looking at. And it's not any different from what we are looking at. I can't tell you specifically if there's any specific one we're looking at at the moment, but I think what would say is that we continually work with fintechs. There's a few we have worked with in the past. We hope that the transformation, because when we make our technology platform a lot more open, a lot more integratable, it makes us ability to integrate faster and better and quicker with fintechs. It allows us to collaborate, right? It allows us to innovate. It allows us to even, you know, potentially even acquire some of them. And I think that we remain really committed and stronger that. I come back to the point that customer expectation is at the highest bar it's ever been. We expect magic from our companies because technology and because of the cloud. We do. And, and if you think about it, I have a 20-year-old child in the house and they basically show me all the different apps that they have, starting from Zelle to Venmo to Cash Plus to this and that. Got to be able to offer that flexibility. And I just came back on vacation with my daughter and she was like, well, I'm going out with my friends and I'm going to Venmo things to them. I'm like, well, okay, great. You know, I'm looking at myself and going, do we have Venmo app or not? <laughs> you know, because that is the new world. It's convenient. It's fast. It's nimble. It's quick. And we have to, as a financial institution, react to that because it's not about the 40, 50-year-old members anymore. It's about the 13 to 21-year-old or 30-year-old that all they know is technology, right? And that's the new world and we have to be reactive to it as well. Kind of on that subject, what's the most used fintech app that you have right now? I do Zelle quite a bit. I do a lot of Zelling. <laughs> there you go. And I kind of, once you've got your transformation done, can you imagine the app you could build for BECU? Oh my God, that's a great question. I have a lot of apps I want to build, but if I tell you now, then you got to kill me because it's got to make us like the competitive, you know, the secret sauce continues. Um, but I think here is one I'd say I'd look at. I think... The most important thing for me is to make, not just the employee, I'll start with my employees. I want to make the experience so seamless from acquisition all the way to retire. So if I acquire you, as in bring you on board, I want to be able to send you a link or you download an app onto me for your onboarding process, your name, your security, your pictures and everything. And you send it back to me and I'm be able to basically, with the push of a button, be able to provision you with your laptop, your phone, you know, your office and everything and send you an automation to say, welcome, Chad Watts, your start date is this, here's your employee number, this is where you should be at. And by the way, because it's hybrid, your laptop will be coming for you. Everything is provisioned by one button. Wow. That will work for your members and probably emphasis as members too, employees, I should say. 
I guess so. I'm sure emphasis is listening now. So maybe let's go build this app. But for my members, I just want them to have one app, just one. And, and then I can push information to them because I want to be able to understand their needs and personalize the needs to them, like truly personalized to go from B, I understand in the next, you know, 30 days, you be buying a house. Here is how you're going to close all the information that you need. Your um, mortgage is approved. You know, I can even do better, right? Living in the virtual world, you know, figure out where the house is at, tell you all you need, have a button, have everything catered for. And all you just need to do is press a button or push it. And I'm providing that services for you. I think that would be phenomenal. That still doesn't exist, but hey, that would be my aspiration one way or the other to be able to do that. So I look at both my members and my employees because my members are also my employees, right? And vice versa. And just have that seamless experience with them. That would be amazing. That would be ultimately where we need to get to. Well, thank you, Fumbi Chima, for your time and your insights today. Pleasure. Lovely speaking to you. This podcast is part of our collaboration with MIT Tech Review in partnership with Emphasis Cobalt. Visit our content hub on technologyreview.com to learn more about how businesses across the globe are moving from cloud chaos to cloud clarity. Be sure to follow Ahead in the Cloud wherever you get your podcasts. You can find more details in our show notes and transcripts at emphasis.com slash IKI. And that's in our podcast section. Thanks to our producers, Catherine Burdett, Christine Calhoun, and Yulia Dabari. I'm Chad Watt with the Emphasis Knowledge Institute signing off. Until next time, keep learning and keep sharing.